this week you find us week as if I do them weekly, haha. Um, <laughs> in the creation office, early morning, probably not early for people with proper jobs, but Chrissy and I are in before everyone else um, in order to record the creation podcast. Hello, Chrissy. Hello. We're going to try not to put our coffee cups down on the table that has the microphone on. <laughs> it's going to make a sound. We've got little mini heaters anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll keep ourselves warm. Um, so um, we are going to talk all things Dracula because it's next week. Ah! Oh my god. Oh, this week we are we're off to the library on Sunday. Yeah, for the first day of tech. Although they were there last night because the um, creative team got in yes. last night to do some cabling and all things that I know very little about. So I, yeah. I wasn't much use. So uh, yeah, alone. Um, so yeah. So and. Fine. I say the library as if it's just like, you know, the library that we go to Just the now. public library in Banbury, really, <laughs> you know, that's... Uh... It's amazing. <laughs> um, so this is the London Library, who cropped up... Um, the director of the London Library came to see Dracula in Oxford through, like, a friend of a friend or something. I think a friend of the director, maybe. Um, and was thought, oh, this show works really well in a room full of books. I've got a room full of books you might be interested in. Really cool uh, books. Really cool books, yeah, because it's actually an amazing... Um, so it's not the British Library. That's the first <laughs> disambiguation. Yeah, exactly. I don't That's not their tagline, like, I think. No, the London yeah. Library, not the British Not the library. British Library. Um, but yeah, it's this amazing... To me, it feels like a university library. It has that vibe of, like, kind of like coziness but also work and focus yeah and it's really intimate and it has all these little kind of nooks yeah. and crannies and corridors and everything's and made out of nice wood yeah and there's loads of little rooms with gla- like glass doors and you're just like what's in there you know with the magic of books it's amazing yeah it's a really cool space and I think what makes it really significant for us uh, travel uh, a bringing a, another show to London which is just really exciting as a, an Oxford based company but also um, and doing a site specific show in London mm. which is super exciting um, but also uh, this is the library that uh, Bram Stoker was a member of and did all his research of Dracula um, so you couldn't find a more fitting venue, really. It's um, so weird, because we signed up to the project and they're like, yeah, this is great, Lu- you know, Lucy went up to see the library and it was really cool. And then, like, because of that, they went, should, should we have a look at, yeah. at the books and the yeah. paper bits of forms and see if we can... <laughs> like, guys, but that just is baffling. It's that kind of research, academic research that's baffling to me, where it's like, there's all this stuff that you could know and you just need the, like, provocation or the prompt yeah. to be like, maybe we should look into that. Yeah, maybe we should do all the... Where did every writer that we've ever, um, you know, ever staged an adaptation of... Yeah, perform, where did they yeah, write where their book? They, where where did they, they do their research about yeah. Transylvania? Like, yeah. it's amazing. It, it seems to me, because we've been doing a little bit of, um, like, research when people book, because we're excited that they're London Library members, and, and it seems to be that a lot of the members are authors. Mm-hmm. People who write for a living um, and, you know, don't always want to do that in their spare room or in a coffee shop. And actually, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like a lovely office with lovely chairs lovely leather chairs in it yeah um but they seem to be the, the trend seems to be non-fiction books that require research so quite a lot of like someone's writing a history of van gogh and so you presumably need a lot of resources to look into like letters and diaries and maps of the region at certain times yeah. and yeah so i guess it's like you can in my mind you can write a novel on your own in a room with Google. With Google. <laughs> and then one of those things that, like, silences Google for eight hours a day, so you have to write your book. <laughs> yeah. um, but I guess if you want to do one of those kind of, like, or, like, lots of kind of compilations of letters and diaries and poetry and stuff. And yeah, and there's original classic. documentation in there as well, yeah. isn't there? So it's kind so of stuff you can't find on online. And, no, I've, I like, walked through the stacks to get to a meeting room but I'm like when are we doing the tour all like yeah. VIPs and press keep getting taken on the tour I'm like hello we should do it on the oh, um, yes. as part of our 
you know, social media, we should actually mm. do a full-footed, like, you know, the yeah. speed-up ones. Charlotte's very knowledgeable on them. I don't yeah, know what they're called. Like that no, the speed-up videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very technical, <laughs> clearly. That's why I work in live performance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not interested in this augmenting of it. Um, so last, so we had rehearsals have been slightly split up because our director has gone to Bermuda. Yeah. Hopefully she comes back. Yeah, I know. Um, Stay away from the triangle. <laughs> yeah, don't go near any triangles. <laughs> yeah. um, so we did a week's rehearsal right a kind of couple of weeks ago. So at the end of that, there was a run through. Yeah. Which I didn't watch, but Chrissy did watch. Oh, it was so exciting. Coming straight from... Um, um, watching Peter Pan, which is a completely different, and obviously mm. Sophie is in both as well. Mm. Um, uh, one of the actresses we work with quite a lot, and she is um, coming coming from watching her in that, and then going into this room in Vista um, to see the run through. Uh, and I, I was saying to Lucy Askey at the end, I was like, the difference I think is with this is that I didn't breathe. <laughs> I didn't breathe for the it's entire time. Tense. It's just the most tense and intense and amazing yeah. and like just intimate and. Uh, I can't be, I, there's loads of words in my head that are probably uh, suited, but it's just the most intense e- experience in a really exciting way. Yeah. And you feel quite voyeuristic, which I yeah. think is just so, you're so, pri- you kind of, I, at the end of it, I just felt so privileged because it's such a, an intimate exploration of the characters of Dracula for them. And I just, yeah, it was a, it was a very, very exciting. So I, we came out of that. And like I was saying to Helen, the director, you know, I'm looking at this in a rehearsal room and I'm having all these feelings. I can't wait to see it now. Yeah. With every, with, with the audio visual, with the yeah. um, lights and sound and um, the, just the whole background and setting of the library, the different levels. And I think it's just going to be awesome in the traditional sense of the word. <laughs> yes, you know? in the original meaning. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a really good, like, sort of creation bait and switch where the bait is Dracula you know mm-hmm. so so it's it's kind of you know you're able to leverage it and sell it and you in all your copy you can talk yeah. about the, the phantom count and stalking the bookshelves but really when you get into the show it's about two people and they're quite difficult relationships Very much. Very and you much. think you're there you think you're there to kind of you know for cloaks and bats and there is you know there is a Dracula figure who's very present and who kind of slightly looms over the whole thing but you're mm-hmm. definitely not there to kind of analyse the character of this kind of charismatic... Yeah, the cape of, and the fangs exactly. are not really it's kind not of the factor of it. But it's what does it do to these two kind of slightly neurotic young couple yeah, who are kind yeah. of out of place and out of time and how can they relate to each other? And Definitely. Yeah. I think it stays... Like, it definitely stays true to the gothic horror mm. of Dracula and definitely stays true to, like a lot of the juicy bits that people will love about the original novel. Um, mm. But what I think Kay Kerr has done really well is that she's just taken these really intimate moments between the, these characters and explored their psychological kind of journey. And the effect, just the effects that everything, mm. it's almost the aftermath of everything. Yeah. It's like, you know, we don't, we don't see, physically see Jonathan doing, or like, you know, it's not, it's not like we're, we're being brought like, like A to Z through the map of the mm. book. We're actually just seeing these little moments between the characters. Because I think that's what, and I think for the library being a lot more intimate than, mm. for instance, like Blackwell's has just, just this awesome open scale, space where like yeah. everything, yeah, the scale of Blackwell's is so vast. Whereas the library has this intimacy that I think will support that those smaller, like, more intimate moments between the characters. So I should thesaurus the word intimate and use different words. I <laughs> feel like I say intimate word, yeah. intimate. <laughs> yeah, probably, that's going to be on my sprint on today. The next show, probably Tempest <laughs> won't be intimate. And next year's Christmas show, yeah. so you just oh, use gosh, it all yeah. the time I'll use now. it just for this show. Yeah, this is our intimate show. <laughs> um, and we have a new actor. 
Yes. So lovely Chris, who so it was Sophie and Chris the first time round, and Chris wrote Pit the Pendulum and yeah, directed, directed that for us. Amazing. So he was probably just like enough creation already. <laughs> um, but he already had a like big trip booked for this time of year, and he's just opened another show that he's written in London as well. So I think he was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. Um, it's the downside of working with great actors, they're yeah. just always oh, busy, and then when you remend a play, work. yeah, you remend a play, you realise they work with other people, which is highly offensive. Betrayal. That's betrayal. <laughs> um, but then it always it's always like the, when you get the news of like, oh, we can't have the person we had before you're like oh no yeah. and then you go in this really exciting process of like but look we can meet all these other people and we can yeah. bring this different energy and a different kind of it's really hard to imagine so I haven't seen other than like tiny snips of rehearsal so I haven't seen any of Bart mm-hmm. but I hear oh, that he's, it just yeah. brings he's brilliant else. and you know like uh, the thing about Bart is he's coming in in this kind of a very very different process for him because everybody else pretty much everybody else on the creative team are all part of the remount so they're all from the original Mm. Um, whereas Bart has just kind of been like launched into this like pool of like like you know gothic chaos and uh, (laughs) has just completely embraced it and um, I think the amount the detail of the work that he's done in such a short amount of time Mm. in rehearsal and the, the chemistry between the two of them which you just can't you know, you you can't do, you can't make that up. You can't fake yeah. the chemistry between the, the especially with with the multi rolling. So you yeah. know, there's a lot of different characters in the play. Um, but the yeah, the chemistry between the two of them after just a week of working together was just brilliant. And it's yeah, and it's very different. Uh, he brings a very different tone to Chris, but both equally kind of you know portray the true essence of kind of those characters which again is just you know you think you only see this character in one particular way because you've watched it for four or five weeks in one particular way but then you go and see it and you watch Sophie in a different way responding to Bart Mm. and you know Bart bringing something different to the table and um, Sophie you know talently supporting that you know so it's like really exciting so yeah he's great he's brilliant Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> it's, it's just mad this job because we basically just get to kind of partly, you know, sometimes kind of projects and directors, it feels like choose us, you know, like yeah. the library just crop up and are like, hello, you know, like <laughs> we didn't sort of go after that. But then in other ways, you, you can kind of select all these really fun, exciting people. Like I remember um, Katie, who used to be um, uh, general manager of creation, um, when she first did casting, the founder, David, was sort of giving her advice and she said, I don't know how to do casting. I don't, what do I look for? And he was like, if you want to watch them, if you're interested, like you, you're basically in that audition, you're the microcosm of the audience. Yeah. If you're sitting in the room and thinking, oh, this is technically brilliant, but I'm just slightly thinking about what I'm having for my tea, <laughs> yeah. that, then the audience will feel the same, same way. way. So you don't need yeah. a, a particular kind of skill. It's just like, do I really want to watch what that person and that person are up to yeah oh well then yeah let's stick them on but and yeah, it was it's exciting I think the audition process was really exciting because <clears throat> we just saw a huge pool of people mm. and there's just so much talent out there and there's so much mm. diverse approach to the characters so people were coming in and you know you kind of there is the moments where you can trip up as an, as an auditionee and you come in and you think I'm going to give you what I think you might want and I'm not sure but <laughs> I'm going to rather than, rather than just coming in and kind of going this is what I do and this is my response to the text mm. and, I think we had a lot of people who gave really, really exciting auditions. Um, 
uh, yeah so it was it was a brilliant process of actually it was actually really good for us as a company as well to kind yeah. of see what fresh blood is out there <laughs> <laughs> Not to get all So your so the audition process um, was in true creation style was completed on your keeping in touch days because Chrissy's only just back <laughs> yeah. from maternity leave. Yes, like this a is tiny all been person. like. <laughs> He's actually not tiny anymore. He's growing. He's getting very heavy. Yeah, he's getting yeah. really heavy. I have to carry him everywhere. Um, yeah. So I did. Uh, yeah, I took my maternity leave um, in May. Yeah. And then so. I was I was trying to do that really clever thing where I was like, I'm going to work right up until the point, and I'm not going to. I'm going to keep all my maternity for post baby. Yeah. And um, but lo and behold, the baby had no interest in coming. So no. he was 15 days late in the heat wave. Um, I was. And we are warm. up three flights of stairs. So there was a point <laughs> yeah. in the pregnancy risk assessment where I was just like stairs. Just it's just stairs at this point <laughs> just Chrissy's general weight <laughs> that she has to carry around her back oh. um yeah no but um yeah so I and then I kind of left uh the office in May in one role and hmm. kind of come into another role so it's um again just a whole new experience being a mother and also being a producer <laughs> well no that's not true I'm some experience being a producer but uh but yeah it's a it's an exciting kind of start my new year <laughs> yeah because when it's interesting like just I'm just you know throwing around like sweeping statements about auditions forgetting that you have spent much of your career on the other side of that yeah like yeah as an actor but then also like kind of running other companies and auditioning people like yeah you've you've got this insight into like because I always do, it's a bit like job interview I always feel like well it's fine we're really friendly it's really nice just come in and meet us it's like yeah, yeah that's easy to say from this side I from think, that side and I think people forget Scary. that I think people who are on the the <clears throat> receiving end of an audition or an interview I think they forget how they forget that we want them to do well mm. <laughs> you know there's that because and as an actor I always did I used to go into an audition or an, or even just an, an interview in general mm. and just feel like I needed to yeah, I needed to impress them or I needed yeah. to forgetting that they were already on my side because my job is easier if you come in and do a good job you know yeah. I don't you know we're on your side already when you come into mm. audition so but it's hard to kind of you know it's hard to let them know that you know yeah. <laughs> without kind of like just being like you know good job great yeah good yeah work. exactly <laughs> so um but yeah no as an actor I think the experience um the the transferable skills are are tenfold like yeah. definitely for me personally because I feel like I have a sense of a better sense of like and not only in the pastoral sense but like just a better sense of kind of what the actor what the actor and the creative team need hopefully mm. <laughs> yeah yeah because we keep saying we keep saying all along in the creation podcast we mean to do one about what is a producer who are producers yeah what but then I always have this slight sense of I think if you asked every theatre company in the country that you'd get different answers yeah you I would yeah yeah what what it is to produce uh, you know, here or Hull Truck or yeah. Bill Kenwright is a completely yeah. different set of skills and resources and the scale of that job or, yeah. or what's expected of you. So it's a it's a weird one. And, <laughs> with, and within that job, I think there's <clears throat> multiple roles <clears throat> and different parts you play in some ways. Like I know you go from like logistics to events manager to yeah. um, pastoral to creative to, you know, there's like so yeah. many branches out of, of what a producer does you know, to the financial resource, to, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's, um, 
Yeah, and I, I mean, what is a producer? I don't really know yet, but I'm excited <laughs> to learn. As in what a producer is in creation. I, yeah. I think it's, it's going to be like just a, a, a crazy chaotic ride because the, the venues we use, the, every time you go to it, it's not like you're working in one specific location mm. where if I worked in this location, I know the health and safety, I, you know, I know the risk yeah. assessments, I know um, the everything, everything kind of within that building uh, doesn't change regardless of the context of yeah. the play. Whereas if you go to like a park or you go to, a, you know, a, a church or you go yeah. to a London library, a library. <laughs> you know, um, it's it's uh, it's its own it's its own beast, really. So which just brings a whole new education for you as a producer and as anybody as a creative, as an actor, as a director. Yeah. The same, the same kind of principle applies. Like it's a whole new beast for anybody, really. And that's what's exciting about creation is that we kind of yeah. do look at somewhere and say, how can we do turn this on its head, you know, that kind of way. And just... I just think of the producer and the production manager really as being like the voices of reassurance. Mum and dad. <laughs> yeah, mum and dad of like, because there's so much going on and there's so many people who need reassurance the venue are saying well what equipment are you going to leave here or how much impact is it going to because always with our spaces someone else is trying to use them at the same Mm -hmm. time like sometimes the same literal moment sometimes in the parks it's just a jogger like (laughs) sprinting past which is which is the joy and the audience love that and the joggers really enjoy swans (laughs) dealing with swans is just definitely someone else's job swan cast um but yeah like you're the one in the middle going we've got this to both sides, you know, mm-hmm. like to the venue going, don't worry, we do know how to do this. This yeah. is our specialism. It feels mental to you, but, yeah. you know, yeah. at least it's yeah. not snowing yeah. and we're outside, you know. Yeah. Like we're the, like, the elements are in our favour, so this is actually a really straightforward oh, yeah, for us. Done. Yeah. Um, but then there's the artistic team who, and the kind of, you know, the kind of, on the other side, the kind of show producing team who are going... What, well, what's what the, what's the expectation from us and what do we need to do and can we have this and can we have that? And yeah. So it's kind of being the person in the middle in the creation. And then there's the kind of, you know, marketing team in the office going and we need access to the actors for this press call or we need to have that photo taken. Yeah. Or, you know, so there's, you're the one who's kind of like just calming everyone, just batting everyone on the head all the time. <laughs> it's fine. It's your fine as well. <laughs> and not like whack a duck, more like. Yeah, uh, all that, all that. Could be, they just appear and you're like, no, get back in there. Um, Cool. Well, so yeah, so the process for next week, what does that look like then? So, we've so got... yeah, we get in uh, tech, tech on Sunday and then um, all going to plan. Helen returns from Bermuda on Monday yeah. and we start um, basically doing the full tech rehearsal from Tuesday. Uh, we're doing evenings because um, it's a little bit different mm. this time because obviously London Library is open to the general memberships. So mm. um, we're, we're kind of going into the space at night, which is really exciting because we're still, we're checking basically at the time we would be performing anyway. Yeah. So it's great. And um, that's quite a long, so it's a full week of tech and then we open on Saturday and that's quite a lot of working out because the funny thing not we don't do this often at creation is revivals or transfers like normally because a show a creation show is so bespoke yeah it's made for a space it's put on in a space and then it never exists again Mm -hmm. whereas this is a like it's back and it's being it's sort of the venue is similar it's not like we're trying to put it into a church or a mm-hmm. hall or, mm-hmm. a, or a black box mm-hmm. theatre mm-hmm. it's still going into a room full of books but it's a completely different size and shape and the lighting is different and mm. the where the audience are in relation to the actors different so it's like in some ways it's the same thing and in some ways it's a new thing yeah and sight lines and, and everything combined with audio visual and where audio visual yeah. like it's it's a it's a totally different it's a totally different kettle of fish but it's still very much the same show and the same sense of show so anybody who saw it anybody who traveled from london to oxford to see mm. the show you're still getting that gift of seeing you know 
what you saw in Blackwell's, but it, in any in any situation, moving it to a different space will will change it. You know, but yeah. it still has the same essence of what it was it's in last February. The yeah. thing we, oh, I remember this from last time around that, like I kind of all the kind of um, talking about the show we did in advance. The thing that's completely intangible and no one could get their head around is just the magic of Ava. The AV oh designer, because you watch it in a rehearsal room, and you're and you're like you know in a, basically just a kind of a room, <coughs> yeah, where, where they've been working on it, and it's kind of you know light and yeah. there's big windows and things on the walls, and it's kind of there's no atmosphere coming from that at all, and so you think great, we'll put it in the venue, and that's where the atmosphere will come from, and you completely yeah. forget that you're also overlaying this amazing like projection design which is all over the ceiling and there's two big screen sort of canvases yeah. right in the yeah. set so they yeah. function as like windows or mirrors so clear images are kind of put kind of concrete images are put onto there yeah but there's also the potential like oh yeah the tiny projector For anyone who doesn't know what a pico is oh, <laughs> it's so a tiny tiny projector gadget. that basically the characters hold and can project onto their clothing or a wall or a suitcase or um and it's just a very it's, it's like the size of a rubik's cube you know, it's absolutely tiny, um, but it just projects these really cool images. So there's lots of different multimedia um, aspects of it, which I think, as, you, as you've already said, Charlie, like the layering upon layering. So that's why seeing it in the dress rehearsal was just so exciting because yeah. I had okay. nothing but the, <laughs> core, the core characterization work. That was all yeah. that I saw, you know, and then on top of that, it's just going to be all these sensory overloads, which is just going to be. So exciting. <laughs> so exciting and so perfect for this time of year like you know this even the 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 uh, like i think the emotional kind of um context of it is just so perfect for this kind of year like in a wintry uh, like you know february going into the london mm. library coming out piccadilly and it being wet and you know you grab a coffee and you go into yeah. the library and it's just like just so cozy and so warm and so it's gonna make us all want to write a book isn't it gonna come out of it like I think I need to write a book about my <laughs> experience in the London library. Yeah. Oh no, definitely not. That would be really dull. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay, cool. Well, I, well, let's let's do some work before everyone else gets here, um, <laughs> or at least eat some biscuits. Oh yeah, we get, biscuits kind of, for breakfast. Not eating biscuits is probably quite noisy on the podcast recording. So we've been staring at the biscuits. So we'll reward ourselves with biscuits. I hope you have a biscuit. Um, yeah. And uh, maybe we all have biscuits for breakfast. <laughs> yes. Happy January, <laughs> um, and we will catch up on the other side probably in the London library. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Creation Theatre podcast. You can find more episodes and all the latest creation news at creationtheatre.co.uk. Mm-hmm.